Welcome to the Packer Mentality Podcast, where we will discuss Packer news, roster decisions, and when the time comes, actual games. My name is Patrick Corrigan, and I'm your host. I grew up as the son of a college football coach. I played the game, and I've followed the Packers for the past few decades. I am also a Packer shareholder. I'm going to try and make sense of some of the nonsense you're hearing. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Packer Mentality. Please bear with me as I'm a one-man show and I'm just getting started. I would also greatly appreciate it if you could like and hit the follow button to be alerted when I upload a new episode. Obviously, your options may vary depending on what platform you are listening on. First, let me apologize that I've been pretty quiet over the past few weeks with no new episodes. It had nothing to do with it being the off-season and any lack of real news. The real world just interfered with some family matters, and on top of all that, I've just been sick and didn't feel like I could make it through an episode without coughing into your ear. I'm happy to say I'm feeling much better. Let's get to the fun stuff. The big news coming out in the past couple weeks was that the Packers and Jair Alexander have agreed to a four-year, $84 million contract extension. While most of the informed reactions have been positive, I'm seeing a few negative reactions that fall into a couple categories, so let's talk about them. First is that the Packers chose Jair and the other players who have gotten contract extensions over the past couple months over Devontae Adams. Ignore these comments. Anyone who says anything like that clearly wasn't following the chain of events or what any of the people in the know said about the Devontae Adams contract negotiations. Devontae was not coming back to the Packers. This was his decision and had nothing to do with money or how he was treated by the Packers. He just wanted to play for the team he grew up rooting for with his old college pal, Derek Carr and be closer to his family. It's also possible that he wanted to be the biggest star on the team, which he would never have been without Aaron Rodgers around. Don't know. Whatever the reasons, Green Bay had zero chance of bringing him back, even though they did offer him more money than the Raiders. Does Adams leaving make it easier for the Packers to offer new contracts to other players? Of course it does but it was never about choosing anyone over Devante. There have been additional details coming out as recently as this week regarding the Packers' contract offer uh, to Devante being better than what he received from the Raiders. The Packers were going to lose him no matter what. They put the franchise tag on him so they could get something in return for him and then did the best they could with the deal with Vegas. Another concern that has been raised is the injury Jair suffered last season that basically cost him the remainder of the season. Jair suffered an AC joint sprain to his shoulder. It did not require surgery, and he will have had almost a full year to rehab and recover. I haven't heard anything that suggests there are any lingering effects. Plus, this is a shoulder injury, not a knee injury, ankle, or any other muscle injury to his legs that could possibly slow him down or be a recurring injury concern. One last issue people seem to be have with Jair's deal, and that's the money. 
I'm not going to get mad about the money. He is one of the top three corners, if not the best corner in the league, and he deserved to be paid as such. He earned it, and there was no way they were going to let him walk. Just go back and look at the Packers' draft and roster after their last Super Bowl going up till 2018. The best corner they had drafted in the first couple rounds was probably Casey Hayward in 2012. And they they didn't even recognize that he was pretty good and let him leave him free agency. After Hayward, they spent five first or second round picks on Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Josh Jones, Kevin King, and Josh Jackson. And you know what all those guys have in common? They're no longer with the Packers. And with the exception of Josh Jackson, who's still bouncing around the league, none of them were even good enough to make another team's roster. Not one. Uh, Kevin King is still sitting out available as a free agent, and that's about it. For as good as Ted Thompson was as the Packers GM, he did a pretty poor job of drafting cornerbacks early. Gutekunst took over in 2018, and he immediately hit a home run with Jair and seems to have gotten another one correct last year in Eric Stokes. He was just a rookie last season, and he was good. Being good as a rookie at the cornerback position is pretty difficult to do, so I couldn't have been happier with him. Usually rookie corners are bad, and they get picked on and beaten. Watching Stokes last year, I saw that while opposing quarterbacks did try to throw at him, he was rarely out of position or beaten. He was almost always in position and close to the play, if not making the play. They also found another corner in Rasul Douglas to make a solid top three to go with Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos at the safeties. Now, if you've finally drafted good corners for the first time in a decade and finally assembled what is arguably the best defensive secondary in the league, please tell me what kind of idiot lets them leave in free agency when he has the means to keep them. There will be decisions to be made about the safeties next year, but Green Bay is in a good place for this season. We now have completed a couple weeks of OTAs, and while no one is going to win or lose a spot on the roster or even become an All-Pro, there are still a few items to discuss. The most interesting item of note was that David Bakhtiari was there, but did not participate. Not even to do rehab work with the other players recovering from knee injuries, such as Elton Jenkins and Robert Tunyon. This was the plan all along, according to Coach LaFleur. Bakhtiari is over a year and a half since his knee injury, and he's had a couple of setbacks in his recovery. I want to stress that these are voluntary workouts, and he certainly does not have to even be there. However, I do think we're all going to feel a lot better when we see him out there with the other offensive linemen doing all the drills. I'm a little concerned that we haven't seen him do anything, but I'm going to wait until I see what he does to start training camp. He can rest through mandatory mini camps, but if he isn't participating when we get to training camp, I think there could be a problem. Another news item that popped up was Christian Watkins dropping a few passes against air. Let's all just calm down. He did have a problem, a little bit of a problem with drops in college. So I'm not terribly surprised he's dropped a few in, in, in minicamp. 
but he's a rookie and rookies usually struggle on top of being in his first NFL practices with guys he's watched on TV. He's also getting used to a new offense, probably running routes slightly different than what he has his whole life. And he has new quarterbacks throwing him the ball. And yes, that does matter. Not all QBs deliver the ball with the same velocity, spin, and accuracy. Plus, he is also in a new city, looking or getting settled into a new house or apartment, and all the things most people do have to do after leaving college, such as having to be a functioning adult for the first time. He might have a few focus lapses with all that on his mind, but these are just mini camps and he will be getting the best coaching and have veteran teammates like Randall Cobb and some of the others to offer him advice and tips. I expect him to get better. A few drops during the summer don't bother me. While I don't consider Aaron Rodgers not attending OTAs and playing golf to be particularly newsworthy, I did notice that it has been discussed fairly regularly. As I said when discussing David Bakhtiari, these practices are voluntary. Aaron has been doing this a long time and knows the offense better than anyone short of Matt LaFleur. He knows how to prepare his body for the season. While I would really like to see him get as much work as possible with some of these new receivers, not for him, but to get these guys up to speed on where he wants them to be and get them used to how he delivers the ball. You know, if he thinks he can do that during regular mini camps, then that's fine. Now, if he wants to play golf with Tom Brady, good for him. I'm glad they won and Aaron made a few clutch shots. Now, let's just end on a positive note. And that note is that we are less than 100 days from actual Packers regular season football. And I can't wait need to get all this stuff over with uh, and get back to football. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week. I'll be back soon with another episode.